It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Yo, you are now tuning into the Underappreciated Podcast. The show that we give everybody their flowers and their credit, you know what I'm saying, when credit's due. But today is a special episode because as you can see, we in the telly right now. We in the band though. It's not really a band though, because his room is pretty nice. But I got my boy, I had to catch him real quick while he's on tour. If you see the belts being here, you know who's here. You got my boy Swerve. And you already know who it is. One half of Swerve in our glory. And um, yeah, I mean, athlete. Actor, what, what else? What else do you Still do? Podcaster, man? musician, artist, all that, man, doing everything. I'm hyped to have you, bro. Oh, I'm hyped to be here, man. It's oh, like what? Well. How many episodes you deep? How many? How deep are you now? Probably like five now. Five, okay. Are you still getting your feet wet? Yep, getting my feet wet, getting in. So, like Source City Podcast over here, we had like what episode sixty five? Yeah, sixty. Yeah, ten of them joints on Peacock. With oh my boy! With the WWE Network, you know. So well, we over here on iHeart, Fox yeah, Media, nah, on, up on Game Network, man. I we outside. I love to see it, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I we just had to it. clash and put put our shit together. Yes, sir, so. I teach you a couple things if you need this. Nah, I need that. I need know, that. Just, I'm, I'm gonna help you out a little bit, you know. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got the veteran status in the journey a little bit. I'm know? with it. I'm with it. You already know the vibes, though. So now that I got you here and I had to catch you midway before you had to go fight again. 
You know what I'm saying? I had to pull up to your hotel because you know I need the exclusives by any means necessary. Yeah, yeah. You know, so what I'm you what you looking for? What you looking for? What you looking for? <laughs> I'm the what premium press. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What you hunting for? You know I got so, I kind of like, got an ear to the streets at all like, <laughs> in every in every category, every like industry. What's going on? <laughs> Especially wrestling. I got so, ears to the streets. I got little spies out there. So look, this is what I want to do, man. Like I hear you do a lot of interviews. I see. Yeah. I watch your interviews. I watch your your fights. You know what I'm saying? But I wanna I wanna go way back. Like I'm trying okay. to go back, back, back. Yeah. I'm like I'm talking about. Pre-dreads, no Ooh, dreads. You feel that me? Was a like, broke ass nigga right like how, how, how'd you get started? <laughs> how'd you get started in this in this in this profession? Because this ain't like a normal profession. No, and it's also not known for us like in our culture either. That's not like the the, the black man's like mm-hmm. sport. You right. know, the business, our industry. You know, we kind of go through like, oh, you trying to be in the NBA? You trying to go to the NFL? You trying to rap? You trying right. to we go to those typical things. Not too many of us like choose pro wrestling. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already the oddball out as far as my family, my cousins, my sis. I had a lot of sisters, like a lot of like my mother, my sisters, stuff like that. How so many sisters you got? Two girl, two sisters, um, older and younger. So I'm in the middle. Oh, nice. I'm um, the middle child too. Yep. That's yep. crazy. Father was around, but he was like living in Buffalo, New York. So I seen him on summers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just ma- mostly raised by my sisters. Um, so um, around like 12, 13 years old, I had got... Had a lot of you know Caucasian friends. Right. I went to a lot of different schools and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we, they were wrestling fans, metalheads, like rock, rock, rock and roll, and backyard, video game, backyard, backyard. Crazy ass yeah, we was doing idiotic shit. Like yeah. I was like, um, I got scars on my arm from taking light tubes, and it sliced me. Like literally, flabs of skin would like Sheesh. fell off. And like, and I was doing still, some hardcore crazy matches yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. I was like doing flips off of that. I learned my first backflip off a ladder into grass. That's how I learned how to do a backflip. You better than me, because yeah. I did a backflip <laughs> off a trampoline one time, didn't gauge it right, and yes. cracked the side of my neck. I was like, I can't yeah. even Trampoline was like, too much money. Trampoline was making all the money like that. You got to have money to have a trampoline. And my, like, growing up, you had a trampoline, you had money. Right. We didn't have no trampoline. So we just made do what we did. Um, like, that's when, like, the backyard um, wrestling scene was, like, really hot happening. Jackass mm-hmm. was popping. Kimbo Slice was busting niggas ass. Like, it was a lot of, like, yeah. Knocking eyeballs yeah. out the shit. So it was, like, a lot of that. That was, like, the, that was the era right now. Yeah. That was, like, all the backyard wrestling video games, the DVDs and all that stuff was happening. So mm-hmm. we was just trying to get on that wave and stuff because they got noticed from all the crazy stuff they were doing in the backyard. We wanted to try, try to follow suit. Right. So we did a lot of that stuff. Um... So we had a lot of fun with that, but um, um, it was time to be a real man and grow up. So right. at, uh, my, at what age? What, what age did it happen at? Like seventeen, um, I graduated high school, and two weeks later, after I was uh, graduated, I literally um, went right to basic training in the military. So, oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like it was like two for, weeks. I knew you for some time, and I didn't know that you went to the yeah, military. Army reserves. So, like, literally, like, uh, two weeks, I didn't waste no time. My mom was like, you know, you're not going to play around, waste no time, like, going here and, like, get sidetracked and get mm-hmm. distracted and get away from, like, trying to figure out what you're going to do. Right. You're going to go right to the military. You're going to get your education, get, like, a GI Bill and all that, like, tuition assistance, get that from the military, and then you're going to get your tra- training done, go to school. So I did all that, um, but... I was working this job. I was working like a UPS. My first job was cable, like Comcast cable. 
installing and stuff like that. My boy was doing the cable running. Was you hooking anybody up with the cable? Yeah, I had to like climb the ladders, go on the I'm like, saying, was the you lines. the plug though? Was you the plug for the cable? Uh, I mean, so yeah, my, I need the box. I never went on my own. <laughs> I never went on my own. I always had to be the assistant of the guy because I was still learning on, on job yeah. training and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, if somebody slide me like 50 bucks, I'll like. Yeah, he probably you know, looked at you he was like, I need all the channels. Yeah, he's like, they'll go out back, like <laughs> clip the lines. All right, we hooked them up for the, you know, they right. got their good for the next month. Mm-hmm. And then until you get another, like, all right, fit, like, next month is the up. Next month, you, right, got, 50 you, bucks, got, you got that 50. You got another. All right, now it's up to 150. If not, you got not, 20 oh, channels. I got to clamp you. <laughs> clamped it. Now you ain't got no cable. That's crazy. So there was a little hustle side hustle going on right there. Um, and uh, so we was doing that. And then I was just one day, I just decided, I'm like, this backyard stuff ain't enough. I was like 18 years old. Was like, y'all was doing legit up. matches? People were pulling up and stuff to see how, like, no, do it no, out? No, The people were, like, walk by, like, what the hell are they doing? Like, they like, just like, why are they doing that? And they just keep walking. It was, it was like, real Bush League. It was just, like, idiots doing something. But my mom was cool with me doing it because, like, at least I wasn't, like, she knew where I was. Yeah, you wasn't in the streets I was, doing I wasn't, it. And I, I, got can't, I got cousins and family members that was in the streets, like, doing a lot of dumb shit, getting mm-hmm. locked up, like, not graduating, not... Right. Um, like going to jail, right to jail, you know, like doing bids, like some serious stuff. And the only thing that kept them get, getting out was just the fact they were so young doing mm-hmm. it. So, like, there's a lot of that in our family, especially on that my mom's side. So, um, she knew where I was. I wasn't getting into trouble. I wasn't selling dope. I wasn't doing dope because I still to this day I've never done done a drug in my life. No, I never smoked. I never smoked cigarette. Damn, my yeah. boy is clean. Yeah, it's like you're a clean cut, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, they look at you. And the, they look. Like they think you're the evil villain when you were on TV, though. Yeah, yeah people. <laughs> people think like, oh, like, think, like, yo, uh, Swerve must be like blowing drogue. I mean, I'm like, I never smoked a thing in my. He come life. out. He be a menace. Yeah. He be looking into the camera as a menace, and people be scared. Got to. Like, that's what I, I think. That's one of like my biggest specialties. To this, right. I like can sell what I'm not. Like the old there's an art to that, right. <laughs> like, yeah. They be like, "Yo, man, he's a dickhead, man. He's an asshole." I'm like, "I'm actually, no, I'm pretty chill. Like, right. you get to know me. I like video games, just like the rest of y'all, you know." Yeah, I'm chill. I'm a, I'm at the crib type of dude. Yeah, but like, man, I, my childhood was good though. I had a great childhood. Like, I, I grew up. So I grew up in Germany actually. Oh wow. Yeah, like um, like I was born in Tacoma, Washington. Mm-hmm. Like uh, maybe two months after that, my um, my mom and my dad. They got married and they um we went to Germany because my dad was in the military. Oh, so he was like military. Uh, that was kid. a military brat. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, didn't come back to the states. So I was like, so you're the old. real suburban dude. Yeah, and yeah. It was like weird, like living on base in Germany in Frankfurt, Germany. It was like, it was like a nice little community. It was like a cul-de-sac. I remember it very vividly. I was like three years old and I still remember like the hills. I remember the cul-de-sac. I remember the people. Like, um, I don't remember everybody's name, but I could just vividly remember these faces and, like, the, the adults, the parties they used to have. Like, everybody would just leave their front door open, and they would just, like, everybody would just, like, come what, in and out. walking like, in and out? Walking like, in and out. Like, I would, like... See, that's crazy how yeah. Germany is, like, more... Because yeah. I've been to Germany. I've been to, like, uh, Cologne. I've been to Berlin. Yeah. And, like, I went to Hanau. Like, Hanau? Yeah. yeah. Hanau, I love But it's, like, like yeah. it's like real country. Like, it's different. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's that's like why we had free. that. I think that's why we had that um, like that com- camaraderie in our little community. Mm-hmm. It felt like you know those little villages. Like remember the village, the yeah. movie The Village. It was like, it was really like that. Yeah, like they're like it's like away from society. Yeah, and everybody was speaking American, but like we're in Germany. 
in know? some random spot, but it was yeah. like it felt. It felt for me. It felt everybody like some, shared like, everything. Like you know? pilgrims, like it felt yeah. like it was like a whole their own. They're the first people there, the yeah. first dwellers. That's what it felt like when I was Every, staying out there. It was so cool, like, and I missed that. I, like, I never lived like that ever again in my life. And Did I was you like, ever move back? No, like as an adult now, like no, like. Because I've been in there for over there for wrestling and stuff, mm -hmm. and it's not the same feel right. when I was like a kid. But it was like still like it, it, there's still like aspects of it, like the color, the the village side, the countryside, and like the the hills and all the um, country. Like it's still there, mm -hmm. but I don't think that feel for me when I was a kid. I don't have that feel for that it. Same thing, no, right? no, it's not there anymore. But With it's like space. still. Yeah. I mean, the, the speed is a lot slower over there and stuff yeah, too. It's different. And like, especially when I, I was only there for business, so I'm always moving, mm -hmm. you know, touring, you know, like shit like that. So, so when you was in school, like, like actually, because you went to school out there too, or no? Yep, yep. All I went right, to an so, American school though. Oh, oh yeah. so because it was all on base, all military base. So it was like American teachers, and like some were German teachers, but they would still teach American. Mm -hmm. Like some of the students was like German and American, some black, some. Like, it was a mix of bag of everybody. Right. So, I think, like, growing up, I was always, like, around a mixed bag of everybody. I wasn't just around a bunch of black kids. I wasn't around just a bunch of white kids. I did go to a school with, like, majority whites. Mm -hmm. I went to school with majority blacks in the hood. I kind of bounced around a little bit. Everywhere. So, you was able to communicate with everybody. I was like, yeah. that's kind of like me, too. Yeah. You know, the, I, I got, like, the light skin uh, cheat code sometimes. The cheat code. And I'd be getting away with stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they'd be like, is he black? Yep. Or is he Spanish? He might be half white. He has access. <laughs> like, you take, no, you take him for the month. Right. He's black for the month. You take him. We don't, we, don't, we don't claim him right now. Right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Yeah, right. So, so when you went from um, basically um, doing the backyard stuff, right? Yeah. Like, what was the turning point when you was like... um. I feel like I could I could really do this, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm strong oh, enough. I man. feel like I believe it. It was weird. I didn't feel like I could do it, but I felt like anything was better than what I was doing. Right. I was like waking up at like two in the morning to go to this job and like load trucks at UPS. And I just like literally was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I never went through the proper precautions to leave. I just never showed back up. <laughs> I was bad at that. Like uh, I remember I worked at Amazon at one point. And I was this is where I like I started getting more momentum on the independence and mm-hmm. the wrestling scene. So my name was starting to like sizzle a little bit. It wasn't buzzing. It was just like getting a little, but I getting a little bit of notoriety. Um, and I was still working a job at Amazon. I literally just like looked around in this uh in this warehouse. I like took my smock off and I just went home. Just quietly stepped <laughs> yeah. back. He did the he did the uh you did the Simpsons yeah, back I up just like, the bushes. I'm gonna go, and I don't think anybody's <laughs> gonna call me if I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like. I just bailed because it was just like, I don't know, it was weird. I just never like being like, if I'm in an uncomfortable place, I remove myself from it. And I, but I got to really be like, you know, I got to really be just like, I don't think there's no per, uh, repercussions if I leave. Right. You know, and then, and that, especially that, if it's something you're clocking into. That feeling I don't like either. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not. I don't mm-hmm. like that feeling. I want to matter somewhere. Right. And my presence, my like what I'm doing here, isn't going to matter. Mm-hmm. Then I don't need to be here. And there's no reason for you to keep me here. So right. I'm just going to remove myself from that. That's so that's right. what I used to do from jobs. Like I never two week notice. I never did that a day in my life. I'm like, but then no, when I'm you find out what happened when your boss find out, like, what is this dude doing now? What is he doing? Is he he's wrestling? I never got a call. I never you got ever, a call. You ever ran into any of them dudes? No. Hell no. I was crazy. like, when I leave, I leave. I'm, I'm sure gone. to see you on I leave TV the city. now. <laughs> I leave the town. I'm like, the, the district, the township, I'm gone. You ain't never going to see me. <laughs> I have no intention of running into you, and there's no way. Right. Yeah. I know they watching, though. That's crazy. They probably going to watch this. Like, was that that guy that was like in Loading Bay 6? That was like, yeah, that had to be him. No. They don't, remember, they don't remember me. Right. He's like, I've yeah. been backed out of there. Yeah, that was employee I was 362. I was Homer Simpson a long time ago yeah. before that meme. Yeah, I, I didn't make a footprint in anything, and I that I think that's what my turning point was. Like, I want to make something matter. Mm-hmm. That's what like made the impact. Now I want to yeah. cause an impact. And it was just like, but wait, I know watching wrestling because I grew up yeah. watching wrestling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know the Stone Colds. That's like Stone Cold was my favorite. Yeah. And then and then like you know Booker T. That made me be like, dang man, black people man, the break dance and stuff like that. I, I like the hip hop stuff, so the break dancing was he's, like he's, Spinner Rooney was like. That's crazy. He's great. I, I had some conversations with him. He's funny. But when you seen, like, what was your thing? Like, when you watching the shows, right, yeah. and stuff growing up, what was your thing that was like, yo, I could be one of them dudes? Uh, Ray Mysterio. Ray? Yeah, I watched his debut um, 2002, July 2002, SmackDown episode. Him debuting against Chavo Guerrero. Never forget it. 
But like, um, it wasn't even the fact that I think I thought I could do it. I was just like, what if I could do it? Right. And that was just enough for me to get up and try it. Like, get up, uproot my stuff from Leaf, grab my stuff, like, move down to Pen- from Pennsylvania to Virginia. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was, like, on a Sunday. And I remember, no, it was, like, a Saturday. It was a Saturday. I moved down there. No, it was a Friday. It was a Friday. I moved down there. Saturday. Um, I told my mom what I wanted to do. I'm like, I'm going to get I'm gonna get trained to be a wrestler. She's like, all right. You, go, you better go, but you better go at it full, like, committed, full, full, speed full, full commitment. Like, She's like, you better come yeah. back then and hurt yeah. if you can't wrestle no more. But she was the biggest supporter because, once again, she knew where I was. She mm-hmm. knew what I was doing. I wasn't out doing nothing reckless. I wasn't, like, going crazy, like, robbing people, doing this. I wasn't, like, cheating the, the government system and nothing like that. I was right. just like, I want to be a wrestler. I was like, okay, okay, I support that. Super solid. Yeah. So Saturday, I called the the train. I looked it up a uh, Ground Zero Wrestling in Richmond, Virginia. I was like twenty five minutes away from there from my mom's house. I was like, oh snap, there's, a, I can. That's easy. I can get there anytime. So I called the wrestling school. Dude picked me up, picked up the phone. Uh, Dave McLeod, and uh, they were at a show. They were actually running one of their shows at the time. Mm-hmm. He like come in on Tuesday, and I'll introduce you to everybody, and we can get started. And I was like. Tuesday came. My mom drove me in, watched like half of my training session. Yes. And um, and she left, and she's like, I, "I'll pay for the first month tuition of training, and that gives you enough time to get a job, and you got it yourself." And I was like, "Okay." And that was the job. And that was the deal. That's crazy. So yeah. then she was like, "Did you have to pay for those? Did you have to pay for yeah, those sessions?" Like, like um, it was like a fifteen hundred dollar um tuition, but like I they let you pay like fifty dollars a week or mm-hmm. however. That's fair though. Yeah, yeah. Especially the stuff they're teaching you. Yeah. Which, that was actually one of the more fair, like, um, uh, wrestling schools. Because, like, back in the day, you go back to the 80s and 90s, wrestling, like, it was, like, really carny business. Mm -hmm. They wanted to protect the business so much because they wanted to keep kayfabe, which is, like, the art of, like, keeping the secret of what pro wrestling is. We don't want to give up the secrets. Yeah, Yeah, we don't want to give you, like, the magic tricks and to see the strings of what we do. You know, we wanted to keep the art, like, of a feud of me and you, yeah, like, the, you, the injuries you. that you beat me up, like, the week before. That really hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. So we wear a cast for a week and go to the grocery store. Like, we, that was, like, an old The school. whole thing, even outside of it. Yeah. outside of the ring. Yeah, that was, like, a big art to it. So, like, the, when it comes to training to wrestle, they wouldn't allow anybody to just come in off the street to do it. They would, like, hurt, purposely hurt people that would come in mm-hmm. who they didn't think was serious so that weeded out a lot of people so not a lot of people actually came in to want to try to become a pro wrestler and but that's not a good way to that's not a good business acumen because then how's the school making money right. it's not because nobody's coming and want to come in and get beat the hell up <laughs> for, <real. laughs> for a living you know like Hulk Hogan got his like leg broke his first day of training just to see how serious he that. was yeah like Hulk Hogan came in and um, he uh, oh, I forget the name of the, the the trainer, but he came in his first day, and they stretched him. Which stretching means like they really like put holds on him for real to really make them tap out and stuff, mm-hmm. and re- purposely hurt the trainees. And they end up breaking. Um, just to see how far you'd be willing to go before yeah. you just like say uncle. Not, yeah, not just he, like, he didn't say uncle. He was like, nah, no, no, uncle. no. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he came back the next day and sat in on training. And they were like, okay, this guy's serious. Yeah. We're going to actually take the time and train this guy. Now, in today's um, uh, world of wrestling, it's the business of just like, we want more people in because we need more money to keep this place up and running. Mm-hmm. So anybody gets trained. 
not and wrestling isn't just for anybody. It's not for everybody. It's a, for it's a passionate art form. It's physically demanding. You know, it's a, a lot you go through mentally as well. It's right. like will mess you up, like physically, mentally, emotionally. Like there's a lot of like um, there's a lot of criminals in the wrestling business. Yeah, because well. I watched that. Um, yeah. but I watched that show um, behind the ring or the dark side. Dark side of the, of the ring. ring. Yeah, yeah. And Vi- I, I didn't Vice. know any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, the stuff on Vice, I was just like. Damn, like yeah. depression, they go through like a lot of stuff. The, the abuse, of, yeah, or yeah. turn to drugs because of the stuff they be going. Then through. we, then later on, we figure out what CTE is, and yeah. then we, you can diagnose that to a lot of these older guys from the seventies, sixties, eighties, and why they acting, why they, them. why they were just doing crazy stuff in bars and stuff. Do you think Chris Benoit has CTE? There's a good chance, yeah, yeah, I have to believe so. Yeah, because that was a, that's just too such sporadic a, that was of like the most a saddest yeah. story ever, man. Just like all the stuff that they were putting in their bodies at the time is wild. So like, it's that's why like we're hearing those stories now because mm-hmm. it was such a protected business and like nobody it was, it was. You don't tell anybody. You don't tell this. You don't tell these stories. Now these stories are starting to come out now, which is affecting the business that we see now. It's altering it now. Right. Like we don't have these great minds in the industry anymore. Now we're moving. This is the first time in the industry is like we're on the other side of the like of um the progression of this of the, business. The sport itself. Yeah, we don't have the Pat Patterson's anymore. He died. You know, we don't have the Roddy Pipers. We don't have the Randy Savages. We don't have Super like Super OGs. The yeah, we don't have these Gerald Briscoes and the the, the Lex uh, Bruno still alive? San Martinos. Is Lex Luger still alive? Uh yeah, he is. Yeah. Hey, we don't got but Brett, he's in a wheelchair. Got a, yeah, we don't got Bret Hart no more. No, we have Bret. Bret's still alive. Yeah. Bret's yeah. alive? Yeah. 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 I, I he just um, was there for Ric Flair's last match last week. Oh, he was. Yeah, but you were still losing a lot of these guys. Those yeah, we those great minds. We're losing them. So now we're about, we got to move forward and push the business forward. The, like the what we do on the we got to push that to the next generation. Man, I know who passed that. That really bothered me. Razor Ramon. Yeah, that that that's yeah. another great mind. Yeah, that one. Another great mind, me. great talent. But that's yeah. like those old school things. Just come they catch back up to them mm-hmm. so like a lot of us aren't taking those kind of drugs and doing those things to our bodies we can't go have like hook up with these girls at bars and take them back to hotel rooms and do these things because mm-hmm. you know social media and the, the movements so many different and like things. And the speaking social out media is like a whole thing like, yeah we can't wait get, they want they want we can't get in the fights at bars like that anymore be the, these tough guys and you got to be this and like carry guns and knives and stuff in your bags to these cities and stuff like that like you can't start riots in these cities there's just so many different things that have to change that you just can't do anymore right yeah so like but getting back to where we were it's just like that's why training is just so different now mm-hmm. like some people like you don't pay like a tuition you just pay like you no know, three thousand dollars right here boom and then and then let you or oh, it's like the full ride they will complete the class or is it like well it's three thousand dollars and some they'll, they'll you'll pay it and then you, you won't learn anything you <laughs> know just take the money and go <laughs> so if you quit they're like we got the bag it don't yep matter. it don't matter <laughs> so like but that would make you that would make you the the trainers know who was serious i about just have to get this. my money's worth i'm definitely not leaving yeah okay i don't have to have my back yeah uh, my whole bag would be messed up there's, a, there's an interesting training. thing now because like now like it is so open like hey we'll train anybody like now right. anybody can be a wrestler mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and oh, that's like, why it's whack some it's some not of it, whack some of it be whack though there there's but there's just like um it's too accessible and i right. don't like the fact like not anybody can just walk in the eagles like 
training facility and, and be like, like, I want to play for the I want to play for the Eagles. Like, you can't. I'm just a do wide that. receiver. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you didn't earn the right to like. You right. didn't go to through college. You ain't gone through like make, make all American like we, we did. You didn't do this in the SEC to get scouted and go yeah, to the draft. But you had a long run yeah. before you even because people look at this stuff and they see these belts and stuff like that. And yeah. they, they have no idea how long Man. you uh, were wrestling prior to even being pro. The dude, like, so I went, like, I got trained in oh, 2008. August of 2008, I had my first, like, training session. And yeah, full circle, we in August right now. Yeah, yeah. That was 2008 in August. And then it wasn't until March of 2009 I had my first match. And it was a tag match. It was like, I was a, the gimmick was I was a Reverend, uh, Reverend J. Boog was this one who was already on the show. Mm-hmm. And they were going to put me with him. So I was this deacon. I was Deacon Strickland. You was like, you was a geek. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's crazy. I can't wait for y'all to find the footage and do post edits and yeah. like plug those pictures in. I want to see that. I want to see that. I need to see the Deacon, the Deacon, Deacon Swerve fit. It, that might be wild. I didn't even become Swerve till like 2013, 2012, I believe. But yeah, it was like so. It was just something to get me on the shows, give mm-hmm. me some experience. Um, there's still some guys that um, I've known. Since then, 2009, I still know to this day, you know, that I'm like, they still keep in touch with me. I still keep in touch with my trainer, mm-hmm. uh, Ron Cromartie, who really, Ron Cromartie is really where I actually learned. He was like the Pharaoh, is his character at the time. He was the one where I really learned how to be a in ring worker right. because we were both basketball fans mm-hmm. and we were both 2K fans. And that's when 2K became hot. Yeah, that was like it, in the beginning. I was like the, 2K9. Because it used to be NBA Live. Live was like running. Live was like my my thing first. But like 2K10 came out, and that was like with Kobe on the front Mm -hmm. and stuff. And because like 09 was the one with Garnett on the on the cover. I remember this vividly. And um, what we used to do when the school was empty on Saturdays, we didn't have shows or whatever. Me and him would like call each other up at like noon, head over to the school, get I bring the PlayStation, I hook up the PlayStation, we play a game of 2K, Mm -hmm. boom go in the ring, run a match for 20 minutes and just on the fly, calling everything what came to our heads. And like, we would hang out after, like we would hang out like after shows and after training, like me and him. And um, we would watch like Kurt Angle. He was a big Kurt Angle fan. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. He was a Benoit fan. He was a, a A-Train Albert fan. He's he goaded. He's goaded. Yeah, he was like, he was a Taz suplex. He was Anybody who was like a suplex grappler guy, yeah. that was his guy. I was the high flyer guy. I like the Ray Mysterios. I like the Edges. I like the Shawns. I like the, you know, the, yeah, the Hardys, the Sidells. Fire. You did, oh, oh my God! Yeah, Sean, Sean, his whole thing. Yeah, that shit is so dope to me. Yeah, so those Sean were, Michaels, is those like, are my guys. I like the technicians a little bit too. Yeah. You know, like um, it's funny I'm naming these guys and I'm like friends with a lot of them. So right. now you chill wild. with them like on a regular. That's yeah, I got like text Edge like whenever I want to, which is wild to me. Still, um, but so we would like take these matches that we'd watch together mm-hmm. and we would go on the fly in twenty minutes and be like. Oh, do the yada yada yada. Okay, cool. On the fly, boom, boom. We go like twenty minutes or whatever. Boom, match. Oh man, that was dope. Okay, so this is what you think. It's like t- your time. You need to get better at this. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Run another game of two K right then and there. <laughs> it was just run a game of two K. Go back in. Change the scenario. All right, you go over the leg. This, this, this. I'm the heel. You're the baby face. Yada yada. And we just do it again. And we did this every every uh, Saturdays or whatever. And it would just be me and him. And I became <laughs> like. Oh man, I'm so comfortable. I'm so comfortable. Like I'd never been this passionate about something that I wanted to just go 
so hard at. Right. You know, and so that's when you knew that we, that's when you that's knew, what I, knew I was like, I gotta do. keep doing this. Because it's like the repetition. You was like, yeah, I can do this. I can get like discovered. Like, how did did you get discovered there? How do you no, get discovered? No. So I did um, about a year and a half down in Richmond, mm-hmm. and then um, I was moving back up to Pennsylvania. I had to be close. My daughter was born. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get closer to her. Military was up in Pennsylvania. So that was like a three to four hour drive from like Virginia to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So going back there, staying on my mom's couch in the downstairs. You're right. And um, I had one contact, He, um, Phil Stamper. He got me in touch with this um, place called Groundbreaking Wrestling, which was in Hanover, PA. So it was a little closer. He was like, just go there, um, meet Greg Excellent. He's a promoter of the place. His name is Greg Excellent. Greg Excellent. Yep. That's a hard last name. I need I need he's a last a name like that. Big heavy dude at the time. Now he just lost all his weight and is a realtor now. He, shout out Greg nice Excellence. Greg Excellence. <laughs> so um I went uh went there to the show, right? It was like 2010 now. Went to the show, I was like, hey, Phil Stamper uh, told me to come in here to meet you guys. Like, oh, Phil, you're a fan of Phil. Here, just sit here, watch the show, man. You're good. Like so he was real like hospitable. Brought me in. It was really cool. Um, I watched uh, a couple matches of like this is up north now, so the style of wrestling just got a lot faster. Yeah, I wasn't used to everything. Was everything's south. dumb fast up north. Dumb, dumb fast. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah, so like Richmond was like old school wrestling, grappling, hold the headlock, hip toss. This like, like true real, wrestling, like, but uh, yeah. that, that's good that you learned that style there. Yeah, like, it was Memphis style. Wrestling. They call it Memphis style, which is like the old school, like what you see, like the um, the Jerry the King Lawlers and yeah. the like, you know, Midnight Express guys and stuff like that. So I went up north, and it was like the super indie style. This is what, like, the Ring of Honor, the Dragon Gates, the Evolves, the international Japanese Mexican lucha style. So everybody's moving. I'm like, yo, how do y'all do this? I was like, it was I was mind blown. And two guys stood out, Joe Gacy versus Adam Cole. Joe Gacy's now on NXT now, who we end up having, like, crazy death matches together years later after that. Adam Cole is we're together at AEW now. So after the match, like I was like, yo, I shook their hands, I'm like, yo, that was really good. I was like, really appreciate that. Like a couple weeks later I ended up like having a match with Alex Cologne at that same promotion. And it was like the first time I ever had to like be bing, 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 bing. I'm doing moves I've never done before. I'm like, yo, this is so freaking fast. I'm like Oh man, I came home, I was excited. I'm like, Mom, I had this crazy match. You never excited because I was so excited. I've never done anything like that. I felt like a superstar. So, so you like, knew them guys dumb long. You knew them, yeah. you know them like you was working with them prior to yeah. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's ironic that they end up being in the same company as you. Yeah, like... It's so wild now. Like now, I'm like now I'm winning championships on TV with those same guys in the locker room that That's we so that dope. helped me get to where I'm at. Like if it wasn't for meeting them guys in 2010, because like I messaged Adam Cole and showed him my match about I showed him my match um, that I had, and he was like, he got it took like three months for him to get back to me because he was overseas and he came back. He's like, watch the watch the match. He's like, yo, I wasn't ignoring you. I saw everything that you did. The match was great. Here's what I like. I like da, 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 all like paragraphs and stuff. He's like, here's some things you need to work on and get better at. Paragraphs and stuff. And he's like, I look, you have. I think you have a lot of potential. I want to. I want to bring you up to CZW. So it's like one contact led me to another contact, which led me to another contact that got me to Philadelphia and CZW. And I, he was like, uh, met the promoter DJ Hyde. That's crazy and how you know all these guys' names. Yeah. And you still remember. Like, yeah. Oh, man. I'll, I Each person the, that helped you in your life, you remember their names. I remember the face, the time I met them, like the car they drove, like the car, the beater car I drove. Like That's crazy. I remember it, man. It was, it's, so that was just like the first two years of wrestling mm-hmm. just to get to that. And then that led me to freaking getting to Philly. That's where I met like Drew Gulak and... Like who's on SmackDown now? That like met Sammy Callahan, Cole. Then like Dragon Gate shows happened. Then I met like Pac, Rustin Pre, Rustin Peace, Brody Lee. Um, these are all like superstars, like running the game at the time, just killing it. So like all that stuff led to like just meeting the best of the best of the best in the world, and then that's. I, just being around those guys is really—it's really true. They say when you're around people that are like great, yeah, you, great you talents, automatically get it rubs off that on you, and it's going to rub up on you. It rubs off on you, and it pushes later. you because yeah. I'm like, then I'm not be- there's I'm not better than these guys. I'm not on their le- their level, their tier. How do I get to that? Just like, oh, I got to be in the ring with these guys. I got to be around them. I got to get in cars and drives with them. Yep. Six, eight, eight hours, twelve yeah, hours. Yeah, iron shop hours. is iron though. So you got to literally yeah. be with them day to day and like pretty much learn everything just by watching because your mind basically. I mean, it's just like me. I'm a vision. I I I don't remember as much, but I right. like I make things up. Like I could see it in my mind. Yeah. and then make it real. You'll be remembering every single detail, so now I understand why you're a pro wrestler. Yeah, yeah, like because you have to remember so many different things to not get. Like, yeah, you got to be dialed in on everything. Yeah, like like some people like like pro wrestling isn't a sport where like you're gonna hype yourself up to get amped to do what you want to do. Like it's, it's pro wrestling is a sport where you want to be in control of what you're doing. You gotta slow everything down 
and be dialed in and like know where this camera is. That guy's going to be these fans are the hot fans. So you want to keep like coming back to them. So you'll be able to know time, if they yeah. hype, like you could, you yeah, could just, you, you want to read keep, that. Like, you can read that as you yeah, go in. And then like, you can, oh, that little girl keeps you mouthing, mouthing off to me. So I'm going to bring the guy over here. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And and then, then, now they, everybody's going to jump in on that because that girl's upset. Like, okay, I got like 20 minutes. I got 10 minutes left to this. Okay. And then this is coming up next. I got to be on this side. So the camera catches this stuff. You got to dial into all these things while you're doing this. You have like, a second too slow, it throws everything off. A second too fast, you're rushing. Right. It's like being on rhythm and cadence. It's just music. Because yeah. I've seen that. I mean, I mean, the first day I met you, uh, you brought me to uh, the craziest match I ever seen yeah. in my life. Because I used to watch that type of stuff like on ECW. Yes. And then like, because a lot of people they look at me and they don't know that I'm into this type of stuff. Yeah. That literally was my like my whole life because my mom was like more excited yeah like, she found out that i was like friends with a wrestler like a real legit wrestler like what a real one yeah, like, yeah because i was because i would get in trouble like growing up in my house i used to like be upstairs like doing wrestling moves and like my my uh best friend dominic at the time he he's still one of my close friends right now i yeah. would like I don't know, pretend to be Goldberg. Like, I was just, like, the only yep. the bigger kid out of my, like, group. And I used to be like, Goldberg. And then I will just start running in. And then, like, spear him inside my, my house. And then, like, try yep. to, like, frog splash up the top of my uh, Everybody top Everybody has a pro my... wrestling story, bro. Everybody yeah. has it. I broke Everybody's my fan. It. I broke my fan and I lied about yeah. it. You know the fan, like, the yeah, top the fan? fan? Yeah. I broke it. I knocked it. It was, like, hanging on one thing. And my mom was like, what is going on in here? And my brother was like... He's over, he's over there trying, to, trying be to be Goldberg. He's trying to be Goldberg. What's a Goldberg? What's a goddamn Goldberg? Right. Why are you breaking my <laughs> Goldberg didn't break my ceiling fan. You did. And I'm like, nah. And she's like, she's like, wrestling ain't going to be for you, uh, uh, mister. And I'm like, all right, well. Everybody's been a wrestling fan. Everybody, like, that's like one of the old, most oldest art forms of, like, sports entertainment there is. Right. But they, we just didn't know a name for it. But it was sports entertainment. Muhammad Ali was doing this shit. But how can you not be a fan of that? Like, the stuff that you see. I mean, Undertaker, his entrance. Uh, it's so, like. Uh, Sting coming from the rafters. Yeah. Crazy with the bat. All of that. It was like comic books, like, on steroids. It, it was like live comic, comic, uh, comic book guys yeah. coming to life. You know what I mean? This is like, that's like what we are. And that's why it's like the most entertain. It's the most interesting entertainment form. Like, cause somebody um, compared it uh, compared to like, and it's not like going to a football game because like, regardless if Brett Favre throws a touchdown pass or not, you in the crowd or like- the or the crowd is loud for it or not, he's still gonna go on and throw a touchdown pass. Right. You know, matter. if the crowd's down and nobody's like making noise or whatever. Aaron, like, you know, Aaron Donald's still going to get a sack. He doesn't need the crowd for that. Right. It's good to get him up, like, because, like, you want the crowd because on your side. Because your energy side. is going to give you the energy in order to score and perform on a high level. Yeah. Those are professional, like, athletes, of, like, um, of what they what they do. You know, they, they're going to do, they're going to do it if they're by themselves. They're going to be great at, like, they, they train that all the time. Mm-hmm. They, they don't necessarily, like, when they go on an away team and the crowd's, like, silent when they're doing good. Well, guess what? They're gonna keep doing good because right. the crowd's silent. <laughs> you know, it's like it does. We don't care if the game's good or bad. We want to win. Right. You know, like oh, that was a good, that was a whack game. Like cool, but we won the championship. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. Wrestling doesn't matter, isn't really. like that. You want the crowd into winning the whole entire time. Losing, like you want them booing you. You want them cheering you. You want them. They. You want to uh, divert their emotions to this, like. 
like uh, they, they the art the art is really like um going the depth of the methods of who you characters what your characters are correct like it's it's like say if i'm professor xavier and magneto we both want this the same it's thing the same thing it's just but different how, reasons i and professor xavier ways. i want to go about it the right way everybody i want uh you, i want everybody in community i want we can do this together my people your people we can do this together mm -hmm. magneto's like no i need to wipe out all you people because this is the goal it's the only way i can do it yeah it's but we, we both want the same thing right so that only wrestling can like you can manipulate the fans to actually feel and um and cheer for somebody like you can you get on my side you, yeah. back and forth it has it's to be beautiful back and forth it's a beautiful bouncing. thing there's so many different like depths to it and like ways you can manipulate and play with that. Well, like when it comes to like, hmm, let me let me think because I I got so many different questions, but I'm like, how do I want to word it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So if if because I remember earlier you told me that you never got any like bad injury, like like broke any bones no, or stuff no, like that. No, no thirteen in, like, years no of injuries, this. nothing crazy. But like, what was the what was the worst uh, injury you feel like you had? Um, I tore my MCL in 2020, and I still haven't gotten surgery. But I've like still been just going on it. Like I still like me and Jeff Hardy were like side by side and getting mm -hmm. um, uh, evaluated by the doctor. And his is like way worse because we've been doing it for like 20 plus years. So Jeff still be wrestling on. Yeah, it. yeah, Man, that's crazy. Yeah. He's a savage. For that. So mine is just like mine is just like tweaked and like a little like rep, I guess torn, ruptured or whatever. Mm -hmm. But. I I think I put they put a they got a brace for me. I wore it like to train a couple times. I was super. He was like, nah, I can't wear the stone cold yeah, brace. Yeah, so I just put like, like a yeah, sleeve yeah, on. It's the, it's the it, was, it was that. It was. it was that. It was like the whole like big black thing. But did Stone Cold have to wear that for the? For, do you think he had to wear that because he's he was injured? Or oh yeah. Because... Oh yeah. Stone Cold was broken apart, man. Oh, so he yeah. literally. I thought that was just part of his outfit. Me too. I used to. And I realized <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, oh no, this man needs these things. That's crazy. Looking like Forrest Gump coming out there every time. <laughs> he come out with the thing. Yeah. He'll break out. Yeah. Yo, because his music, like, to be real, energy, with you, bro. His oh, that's that, that era of that, time. Like everybody had energy coming the out. The theme man. music was just so crazy. Even like the most calmest like stuff was crazy. Yeah, like um, right to censor. I didn't even realize Goldberg didn't have theme music like that. It was yeah. just Goldberg, and then it sounded it like kind of like yeah, it kind of sounded like um, Terminator. No, it was like um, it reminded me of like it was I like a know. gladiator coming to the to the arena. It was like it was the drums. Dun, 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 oh yeah, dun, 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 but it sounded like I don't know. It sounded and like the horns came in like. Yeah, but that's why I don't know. It reminded me of like it reminded me of Terminator a little bit. I don't know why. Oh, the yeah, you know the horns. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But that's what you want, like that matched him, the that energy that he thing. came. Yo, man, like you, like the whole crowd used to be like, oh, somebody's gonna get wrecked. But tonight. now I'm seeing the different styles of it now. Like yeah. I, I, as a kid, I didn't understand it. Like some guys were talking to Mike a lot, and then some guys don't. And then now yeah. I'm not realizing like why I like Goldberg or why I like Shawn Michaels or why I like Bret Hart. It's all like this. They were all like, like different. Is all this mental manipulation, man? Like, and that's what made Vince McMahon such a genius with that thing. Mm -hmm. It's just like I know what you need, and he's would dress you up in this whole thing. It wasn't just like the look, what you did in the ring, how the music. All of that had to match. Right. And then that was the one and only person that came out with that. Like 
Shawn Michaels had the Sherry Martells and the girl with them and all this stuff, yep. other stuff, and nobody else had that. They I don't feel like the thing. sauce is there. Like you know when people come yeah. out with girls, I don't think the sauce oh, is man. there like it used to be. I mean, shout out Hit Row. We just they just debuted on oh, yeah, SmackDown. Hit wow. Shout know, out Hit Row, man. Hit they got back. a girl. Bri- shout out to Bree yeah, coming back tough. in. That's you tough. know, AJ and Tahuti or Ashante. Yeah, you, you introduced me to AJ. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool, yeah. man. Man, top dollars. So they they about to they about to like know, For the people that don't know, Swerve yeah. was in a group called Hit Row uh over at WWE. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we unfortunately they let my boy go. But that was the biggest mistake of their whole life because, as you can see, I'm always big champ already. You know, what oh, I'm saying? I, I win a championship every company I go to, so it was only a matter of time. Right. And apparently, in AW, I have the second fastest uh, debut to winning a championship in the company's history. Sheesh. So, like, that's how it was you only matter to flex. Time. That's the real flex of them, which is funny. Too. Which is funny because, like, when I debuted and like it was like uh, on Orlando, you were there, yep. Revolution, uh, yep. Revolution pay per view, 2022, super fire, and. Um, uh, people were in the comment section were like, "Oh, I'm so happy he's here. He's happy here." Like, oh, I don't think oh, he's a cool. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I just like comment and just say bet. Just keep moving. Just comment right. Yeah. And now they whole story. Yeah. I guarantee. Because I like, I like, I love coming, keeping receipts. And coming now they waiting outside of the arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you <laughs> want my it. autograph? I'm like, right. okay, no, I was that dude that was gonna. Yeah, I was uh, that yeah. dude. Yeah, and then I was just then, another guy on the roster. I'm but like, then no. we still, you know, theme music. Theme music has always been the major part. I didn't even know how big it was a part of wrestling yeah. until like it's like it's just drilled into my psyche, and I didn't realize what how yeah. big it is until like we worked on something together, and yeah. it was like, yo, we we did a theme song together. Like, my, I'm I'm a huge fan like of yeah. wrestling, and then ended up working with you. And I'm like, like if it wasn't for the homie to introducing us. That's crazy. It's wild. Because that was a crazy the, series. It's of these connects, man. Like remember, like like that's how it goes. Like one contact brings you to another contact. Mm-hmm. It's just it's there. Go get it. Right. It's not that hard. Like I was I never understood that about like people who are like one degree away from achieving something that they were looking to get. But not they're just it's ego though. A lot of stuff is. Do you think ego it's ego? Based. Yeah, people don't be wanting to. Or do you think like, it's fear? It might be a mixture of both. Cause I think a lot, a lot of, of the time, fear, yeah, a lot of the time, fear comes from ego too. Oh, ego comes from fear. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because a guy want to be a macho man and end up being, you just scared, really. Yeah, like, you but it's like it's, it's like that one feeling of like, oh, go talk to that girl. Ah, oh, man, I can't. Like, right. that's I'm like, what the, go 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 do it. Like people, like what 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 keeps you from like all the excuses that keeps you from doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish we'd flip that and give the excuses why we should do it. You know what I mean? Because we, we come up with way more, like, excuses of why we shouldn't, and we need to come up with reasons why we should. Right. You know, that's the mentality we need to look at things. And that's I, I, I do. But sometimes you just need to, at the end of the day, you just got to drop the mic on them sometimes, too. Because, yeah. at the, like, you don't really got to talk too much because the, your, your original your original theme song was, Ain't Nobody. Yo, yo, Shaka Khan you know was crazy. Saying? And then when you I came had around, people like, in the you, UK, they've you, never, they you gave never heard that song. There's a day in their lives. You actually brought, you had Shaka in, a, in all different parts of the world. Yeah, Mexico, like... This is opening up like that's a cultural thing, bro. Right. It's crazy, and that's like power of music. Yeah, but you nobody had, it, had that vibe. No, you had it that long, but I didn't know that. Uh, 
like I didn't know the pressure. I didn't know there was pressure on making a new song. I didn't. I didn't oh yeah, know. people expected Shaka Khan to come out. Yeah, which is I like <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, like because where where did we go? You brought me to a spot and it was like a uh, it was a smaller spot when we got I got to hear the song the first time and then that's when I got excited. Oh, that was um and uh it was out it here in LA. Here, but what it was, was that New Japan place? Strong? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Cause when you came out and heard it, and then you was like, "Bro, you don't know, bro, what you did, bro. Yep. This song we made is is a fire Yo, song." Yo, like Jonah from in, in, uh, at New Japan. He was and like, I brought Malik Youssef. Malik Youssef came through. He was like, "Yo, what is that song? That just fire." Yeah, because oh it came out when, yeah. when it came on. I was like, "Whoa, he's using it." Doom, doom, doom. That's crazy. I'm like, this boy put me on. My guy put me on. And that's real. what. And that's what this game is about. Like evolving to the next thing. Like yeah. I. Like, at this stage in my career, like, I love Shaka Khan. Trust me, like, ain't nobody holds a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, at a time when I was in the independence, and that's why I really caught fire and just, like, took off. Yeah. But that was, like, 26-year-old, 27-year-old, like, 28-year-old me. And it's like, like the now evolution. I'm like, now now like... I need to be on the other side of that. I'm like, mm-hmm. a, I'm a, this is adult me. Right. Like, you know, like, maybe one day I will bring it back, but, like, I need right. people to, like, be introduced to, like, no, this is, like... 32 year old man. yeah this is like an yeah. error yeah this is a whole error that y'all gotta get yeah. y'all to live with it because after when you debuted like, it on AEW, i was just like all right this is it like yeah i'm watching it now I, I actually get to see the progress of the song too and yeah. you know what i'm saying and seeing people from not knowing it to they now they swag surfing to it i'm like yeah. this is crazy yeah like, every city they singing every word like, every city like and it's down again download people like like on twitter just like but so on the first the day, page, on the yeah. first day, when you showed me all of you told me to just go on Twitter, there was like, oh, yeah. Swerve already has the best theme song in, yeah. in wrestling. Like, I was like, this is crazy. Like nobody else sounds like that. And that's right. what I wanted. I wanted nobody else to, like, sound like me, look like me, wrestle like me, mm-hmm. be able to do what I do inside the ring, outside the ring, all the, like, the podcasting and, and like, the music, mm-hmm. like, collabing all these things together. That's like a... A media mogul type thing mm-hmm. that's why like the mogul swerve uh, strickland it's like right. a actual real thing that i'm trying to pull off with this right no it can go as big as i want it to want it to go attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, and yeah. like... But that's how, but but especially when you got a strong team, you know what I'm the saying? The team is you know, unreal. You already know I'm on your team. You know, I told you that the day I met you. The team was unreal. And what we what we set out to do, yeah. we literally are doing it right now, day to day. I don't ever want to let the team down. That's why it pushes me to keep moving with it, too. Right. Like, I was just like, I know you going out there going crazy. You know what I'm saying? All the connects you're doing. I'm like, okay, if he's doing that, I got to match that. And my podcast team, all right. They doing this out there in L.A., bro. What we doing down here in Orlando? We need yeah. to do. We need to go big. Got to go back to back because I got to come. You know, I got to come and pull up on your podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's always there. Yeah, the story. Like we just had Chris Jericho on the last one. That was the last one we did yeah. in his house. Chris Jericho pulled up to the house. Shoot. This man had Tony Khan at his house. Like that's a whole other Jacksonville level. Jaguar owner. I'm like billionaire but, at the crib. He pulled up. Shoot, people are like, oh man, I might not do the. I might not do the podcast, man. I don't think I'm gonna do. It. I'm like, oh cool. Hey, Tony Khan, Jacksonville Jet, y'all want to do it? Yeah. Oh, you look yeah. stupid. <laughs> you might want to get out of my show. And Tony is dumb cool, man. Shout out to Tony Khan, man. Yo, he, showed me, he showed me hella love. He brought me over there. Yeah. And he was like, man, come chill in my office. And we just, we going to vibe that out of there. Funny. I was <laughs> like, like, we going to vibe out at your office? I'm just chilling with Tony Khan the whole time. It's private, like, just private one person. In his room, just yeah. his room, his locker room by himself. You're like, you need anything? Want something to drink? Like, oh, all, yeah, the other, all the other, like, this is like your, their, their first day. first day at work. All the wrestlers are looking at him like, like, yo, like, who is this dude? We just inside there, whatever, and told you I'm your worst enemy. I'm, your, I'm, your, I'm the one you want to worry about. Right. This guy, Swerve? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> well, I do I do things none of y'all in this locker room could do. Bro, I see you being, like, colossal, bro. I see you, like, going to, like, like the rock direction. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, man, that's, like, such a... And, like, shout out to Dwayne, man. I met I met him on when he came to the Performance Center. I'm good friends with his daughter, um, mm-hmm. Simone. She's about to become a big star in NXT and take off into the main roster in a couple of years once she really gets comfortable with it. But she's going to be a force to reckon with. Mm-hmm. By like, I mean, like, she has Dwayne's DNA. He, he's yeah, and I don't, mean, I don't mean just by like in ring. Just mm-hmm. like the, her mindset, she's like well beyond her years. Like even when I met her, she was like 19. Mm-hmm. Like she was, I knew she was like well beyond her years then. She's going to be a force. That's going to be a powerful woman in the years, in the years to come. Just in the world in general, not just pro wrestling. So like, shout out Simone. Um, just meeting Dwayne is like, man, he set the bar so high. That's my favorite. That's that's like my favorite favorite all around yeah. wrestler. And not just, just one move. That's my favorite wrestler all around. As far like you as feel a, everything, you feel a force being around that guy. Right. You know, like I'm like, damn, like. But I think like he's, I think he's a wrestler. <laughs> I think he's a wrestler even when he's not. Wrestling, yeah. <laughs> like I think, I think he's a wrestler in his house, like just walking around. I'm I hope feeling that. <laughs> I hope he ain't like that Moana character, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you know? So look, before we even get out of here, I need to ask yeah. you a few questions. Like I, I probably got like two more, two more good questions because yeah, you gave me it. a lot of good time and you my boy, oh, yeah. for real. So like, who's your top five wrestlers of all time? Period. No matter not level, oh, it don't matter what level they on. How number big of a superstar? Is, one, number one's always gonna be Rey Mysterio. Um, he's like, and like being on doing tours in Mexico with him mm-hmm. and, uh, for, uh, tr- uh, the crash this is the crash. Mm-hmm. 
Um, being him, like he's like a uncle to me now. Like he was like the reason I like started watching wrestling and jumping into like actually I can do this. I want to do this and mm-hmm. play video games and like like he's the reason I did this. You know he's he has a daughter named Aaliyah. I named my youngest daughter Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. You know he's a, he's has a huge influence on my life and him, me being able to express that to him mm-hmm. like was so great. And then like him like truly being meet your heroes that whole thing he was better than that he was so much greater than that that's sick you know and like he's every time i see him it's like a a, it's not just a handshake it's a hug like him and dominic are like awesome they feel like family to me so ray mysterio is always going to be number one and then when i wrestled him he's just like he said like yeah when i wrestled him man wrestled ray mysterio took the 619 and everything from him and it's like, man, I'm like, I'm, I really did it. I re- that's where I was. That's where my like, I really did it. Feeling came, like I've won championships. I beat Matt Riddle for titles. I'm Darby's and like, mm-hmm. like, like. Um, and then he's like, I really wrestled Rey Mysterio. Yeah, winning titles on NXT. Like coming back to Triple H and Shawn Michaels and stuff. He's like, the Frog Splash God. He's yeah, definitely the Frog Splash yeah. God. Like coming back to those guys. Like Rey Mysterio is when I feel like I made it. Yeah. I wrestled him. So that's your number one. Um, number one, Edge. Two. Edge is two. Mm-hmm. Edge is like another. I can. I talked on the phone with him for like 30, 30 minutes. He's more of a recent like, guy. That's crazy too. Yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah. So Edge, who Edge, you got number three? Sean. Sean Michaels, easily. Um, four. Four is I would say Austin Aries is one of my like. The, he was like the first big mm. indie guy. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor like DVDs, doing like the rounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's the one I. Uh, gra- uh, just gravitated to like first. Mm-hmm. He just had such a swag, and I kind of take a lot of his influence and swag to what how I walk in stuff in the ring. He's another one I wrestled like mm-hmm. for world titles and stuff. So he's a big influence on on my indie run. Uh, five is always tough. Is like the fifth one's always tough because it could be like a new like a new new dude, or it could be an older guy. It can be a, I say Yamato. Yamato is like a very unique Japanese Dragon Gate style wrestler. Wow. He doesn't do a lot of flashy stuff, but everything he does is just so forceful. It's just move. He doesn't like have a draw back and go. He mm-hmm. just go. Right. And there's like very few people that can do that. And he's just another one that brings like a, a like flair to a, a different a flair. flair. It's just like a different type of flair, swag to him. I'll tell you my top five. Yeah. My top five is The Rock, Ultimate Warrior. Yep. Stone rest in peace, Cold, rest Ultimate Warrior. yeah. Rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. That, that yeah, that's my shit. Energy, okay, energy. Shaking, him, shaking his energy. Head. Yeah, Ultimate Warrior number three. Uh, Stone Cold number four. He's the one person I haven't met yet. Yeah, Stone Cold. Holla at my boy. You gotta meet. We gotta meet I my boy. Swear if you gotta I meet my boy. Swear, man. Bro. Yeah. So Stone Cold number three, number four. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn's incredible. Number five, Sting. I, you met Sting. Yep, I met Sting, Sting and that was crazy Sting. to meet Sting. It was, that was crazy yeah, to get the fist bump from him after our match. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was weird. Like, oh, crazy. Yeah, that was weird meeting Sting because all I can remember is him, like how hard it was when he would, they would just, the lights are cut out and he just comes from the, he's, he's up the top and he drops down from the thing. that They don't do that, bro. That's just fire. Well, it's kind of hard to do it now because, like, you know, like the accidents with that stuff. Yeah, there's too much stuff. Like, they were just risking their lives in the 90s. I do miss that, though. I do miss that. 90s, 2000s was like, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I think that, like, arena's outlawed that now. You can't do it. I believe so. Well, uh, if we could tell, this this is my final question. If you could tell mm, 
a kid that wants to be, do this, right? Like, yeah. this is their dream to do this. Yes. Uh, what is your best advice to tell them, like, who, the listeners, the people that's watching it? It's home? hard to say, it's hard to dial that down into one thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, one, one piece of advice doesn't universally work mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. But one way I can say it and form it in a, in a way that work that can like tap touch this person this person this person um adapt be adaptable because not everybody's advice works for you you need to find you to, I, I obviously absorb knowledge and critiques and advice and stuff but mm-hmm. you have to modify it to form to you and you need to like be adaptable to form to that as well right you know what I mean? It's not it's not like a black and white type thing. It's like, oh, do this, do this, do this, and I will succeed. It's that's not life and that's not success. It's not drawn. You just gotta just, adapt, become a You have to adapt and, and, and like, just keep pushing. And and understand like when I say adapt, that means like be able to perform or execute in situations that don't favor you. Like, not everything's going to be, like, people complain about, like, oh, they took this away from me. I'm like, okay, and go out there and perform. Like, oh, they say I can't do this. They took that away from me. Like, how am I supposed to do that? That's up for you. That's up to you. That's your challenge. Don't look at things in, like, anything you do. Not just, like, trying to be a professional wrestler or trying to be a football player. Like, like even if like I go back to football and all this stuff, you're not always going to get the right formation and defense Correct. to run this play. Right. You're going to have to audible, mm-hmm. you know? You're going to have like, to. Things you're aren't going to always be like out. that. You never know. It's going to be on the fly. Me and Jericho, we talked about this on the podcast. Like, the, like pro wrestling and other forms, it's just so parallel with other forms of entertainment. We have the same type of, like, rhythms, and then we go on the same type of, like, different um, uh, challenges. Like, mm-hmm. comedy, you're not going to have the same... Like it, when you go to a different city, you're not going to be able to tell that same joke the same way to the same audience. You got to adapt. You got to play with. Like, you got to go. To, you got to use the jokes you have in the back pocket. You right. know, pull out different things. You got to ad lib a little bit. You got like this guy's heckling. Like, oh man, I couldn't get my joke off because that guy was like, well, handle that. Do that. You're a comedian. You <laughs> control the stage. You got to figure that. it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, my mic was a little whack. Oh well, start put, drop and start yelling. Like. You have to adapt. You yep. be able to perform like um, when in situations that don't always favor you and put you in like the best position to win. Because nobody's going to want to put you in. I, I would say nobody, but there's going to be a lot of times when people don't want you to win, so they're right. going to put you in little shitty, little shitty situations to and see so how you to see if you fuck up. Have, they're not. waiting for it, right, man? I you could tell like, there's some in so many times at NXT they like gave me like. All right, you got four minutes, and you're losing. Try to go go get over. I'm like, mm. on live TV, I'm like, I could be a real asshole and just walk out. And just be like, I and quit. Be like, and yeah, or be like, trying to make my statement because, oh, y'all trying to sabotage me. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, or the, I can go to the other side of my brain and be like, you know what, Swerve, of course they're trying to sabotage you. That's why they put you in that. But they know that you can pull this off. So now... I go out there, freaking kill it, boom, 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 come to the back, look Triple H dead in his eye, be like, all right, what's next? Yeah, and that's what it's not about. A, not, not a, not a, not a frown. About. I'm not mad. I'm not, no, I want to see what else you give me because I'm ready to knock that out of the park too. 
Yep. And that's yep. where you and bring that's people where, over. Yep, that's what take that's what take the small fries to the big yep. guys. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So the with key a, word is yeah. adapt. And, and do it with confidence. Swerve is confident. Swerve confident, baby. That's what it's all about. Well, you already know. On, on I, I just got to leave you with this. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yeah. I haven't told you this before, but on the behalf of the podcast and the underappreciated podcast show, yes, sir. you are appreciated, my brother. All the stuff that you've Love done. It. I watched Love everything it. that you've done. Love it. In the time that I've known you, you've helped me out. You put me on TV. You've done a lot of things for me, yeah. and I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to keep going crazy. You're going to keep going That's what it's all about, bro. And you got the tag team champion belts right here. And when Keith Lee not here, you know I got you. sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.